You are now tuning into Love Frequency, where love grows. So let's go. Welcome and thank you for checking in before you check out. Y'all know how we do. It's Naya, your favorite love advocate, your favorite love warrior. And I know it's been a little confusing around here, right? I went out of order because I can. I really do believe that the episodes that I had to release were really necessary. So tonight, we're going to go backward a little bit. So we can go forward because I am so excited for this new series that's coming up. This episode will be the final episode in cuffing season and it is the part two to sliding in your DMs. But before we get into all of that, how are you love? How is your spirit? So way back when in episode 10, we talked about sliding into people's DMs and we really focused on a few DM types, the emoji overload, which I really have never, I mean, not really, the money offer, the creeper, the super sexual DM and the deep question. Today, we're going to focus on some DM types that hit a little bit more closer to home. So I'm not going to lie. I don't have a lot of experience in my DMs. And the experience I do have, I kind of fumble my way through it. But these next few that I'm going to talk about, I have experienced. And I am so thankful that last week the Ajanku brothers were on. Because it's nice to get a different perspective. So sit back. Get a little snack. And let me slide on in your DMs. I I am uh, what I be. I'm in my mid thirties, late thirties. I'm in my late thirties. So coming from me, I have five DM types that I experience personally. They're regular for me, but they're different type of DM types for me. So I need y'all to help me understand it then, because maybe other people are experiencing the same shit. The first one I call the art collector. So the art collector is a motherfucker who says, send me your picture. Now let me explain the background on that one. (laughs) This isn't just, listen, this is not just the immediate out the gate, that that dude or person, not that. This is the person who y'all have exchanged some conversation. It kind of is like, oh shit, there's a little chemistry. This ain't weird. So there's a conversation or two maybe. So you think it's going somewhere and you're like, finally, at least somebody who I can see. Maybe we can have a date or so. And then here comes the dreaded question. They met you on social media. They're messaging you on social media. And then they ask you for a picture. Can you send me a picture? What is that? So that could be now, I only know what that is. Wow. One, one 
you got somebody that just want to throw a bunch of pictures and you just be like, yo, boom, I can bang her. I can bang her. I can bang her and show his peoples. Called the expressor. The X presser. This is the motherfucker who pursues you, like pictures from 1997, sends you, you know, hearts all your stories. You know they're feeling you. There's no way to ignore that shit. Then when you finally call, talk, engage, FaceTime, the first conversation out the gate is the breakup story. Yeah, you know, me and my ex, um, man, it. Now, where it gets rocky, I have a podcast about love. So I'm not going to just be like, I don't give a fuck. Like, you hit on me. So I'm, oh, well, what happened? And why flirt if you're broken or hurting? You have a podcast like rebound. That don't sound like broke. That don't sound like somebody that's, that's, that sound like they're trying to open you up for a little rebound action. I also think you having a podcast about love and you responding like that is don't matter. You was doing that shit before. Perhaps. I was. I was. You, right? about love. you ain't gotta call me out, because I was. <laughs> I said perhaps. I did that just <laughs> perhaps maybe, I'm just saying. No, fuck off. Don't don't come for me. Like you know who I am. Shit. Maybe you feel some type of way. But 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 I guess my my energy comes from they're trying to heal. They're just trying to fuck. So the, the conclusion to the first two is it's just No, because sometimes they do be trying to heal or trying to like fall back into a vibration that's comfortable. So that they can heal or some people find healing in physical activity. And sex is a physical activity. That some people do find healing in. 
do they so. find healing or do they have the illusion of healing? Because no, isn't that a self? Some people who find healing in physically engaging with others. Now, ah. the problem is receiving that, being on the receiving end of that is not for everybody. And you might not be somebody who that's for. But there are people who that is the right vibration. And that might be what he was looking for. She was or she, or they. they, that person, them, them. That's what them was looking for. Them I search. You know what? Wait, why do you always do that? You've done that since I've met you. Can you explain that to me? Sure. You always gotta clarify like my my preference. And I love it, but I also feel like there was one day, man, I'm not gonna do that. I gotta pause you on that night. Don't take that personal. He does that shit with everyone. Yeah, I just, That's I not just that. with you. With everyone, evenly across the board. But it always come off the same way? Yes. You only one are, day you I was flirting. Always one, one day I was flirting. And it was a group of us, like 25 of us. And I called myself being cute. My flirt game was real strong, and I could tell because the motherfucker who was there didn't leave. They stayed longer. So there was energy. Well, Robert was drinking a little bit. This was um, Denver 420 when we were in the studio. Robert, with his loud ass, kind of called it out. Like, oh, you getting close to Naya or something? Celine, out there, he wasn't even in the conversation. He was walking, cleaning, fixing stuff, setting up. He wasn't even fucking with us in the corner. Out of nowhere, like he heard it. No, she liked girls. <laughs> but what about it tonight? That's not what I wanted. No, so I guess I'm not getting that. I know these niggas be like fucking demon hawks, yo. They're like, they be like fucking vultures, yo. Like, you be in a studio full of niggas, yo. That should be like, I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna give you, the, I'm gonna give you the real answer for that. That just means you, you, you in the little sister category, and sometimes you get a little sister. You, you, if you're gonna be around, you just can't be mad at it. <laughs> it's what happens <laughs> sometimes. We were at the gypsy house in the basement, and I called myself being cute on the phone, like flirting with somebody. And Kokai looked at me and was like, no, family time, hang up. I gotta go, I gotta go. I'm not close with nobody. I consider myself an orphan, but I'm the oldest of nine. The oldest of nine, but even when you were younger, you were never around anybody? My brother, I have one brother who we have the same mother and father, but we're not close either. Mm-mm. No. No little homegirl, no, you ain't never had nobody around that was a little bit younger than you. And when they was trying to be a little too cute, you were like, whoa, whoa, boop, bust a bubble. You did that shit before. Come on now. <laughs> it was me. I was the one that got their bubble busted from probably my cousins. I was never the bubble buster. I was not. <laughs> I was the crybaby in the family. Um, yeah, you understand it from a different perspective then. Hell yeah. <laughs> That's why my audience loves me. Like, she just take it easy on us. Everybody else go in. Okay, okay. So the next one is the ghost. I struggle with the ghost the most. But I, this has a lot to do with personal shit for me. But the ghost is the person who there is apparent chemistry. But every time you feel like you're getting the closest or there's the connection, they fade away. And it's like random as fuck, it's unexplained, but they always come back and you always receive them. Like it never changed. Cause the it's the magnitude of what the chemistry, how it makes you feel. 
but it's also the balancing that back and forth. That shit don't feel good. It's like a roller coaster ride. That's a theory. This is a theory about something. And it goes back to what Salim said. Um, most often, the person you don't love is the, is not the person that you fuck. Sometimes when you get into that space where there's a person that there's love shared and it gets too close to crossing that boundary, there has to be a separation so it can remain in the lines where it's supposed to be and you don't cross over. If you cross over that line, then it becomes something else. So sometimes in that ghosting space, it's a, it's an energetic, it's like, it's like magnets that, that you, know, you can move by like this, but they're not gonna touch. They push each other back. But they could be right there, they could be across from the mirror, they could talk to each other, they understand each other. <laughs> but when they try to touch, you can't you know, force them shits together. You're not supposed to cross that line with that person. And it's supposed to be just a, a, a space of understanding and, and, and energetic sharing, but not more than that. You don't think it, that, that, that there could also be trauma there? The obvious answer could be cheating. I mean, it could be somebody who's trying to keep you warm while they're figuring this out and they only reach out to you in the times when they're available. That could be a truth. But could this also be Trump? That could be a truth, that could be a Trump. But that could also be the, uh, added to the reason why you're not supposed to cross that boundary. So do you leave those connections alone? Um, if it's detrimental to you, but if it's not detrimental to you, you feel like you're thriving in that space, you feel like you're growing when that connection is there and when it's part, it's not detrimental, it's not hurtful. Why do you need to leave it alone? Well, I guess kind of going back to what Salim said earlier, we create some of the shit that we go through. So I guess it, it would only be detrimental if I allow it to be. You're creating it as a detrimental space and it is detrimental. I feel like I'm at this really interesting place where it's like a balance between existing more fully than I ever have before in a spiritual space and also being very aware of my human. Like I've never been in this kind of reflective, reflective place looking at both. So every time I try to tell myself that this is not toxic, it's not healthy, and I speak out loud as to what the fuck is going on, I can tell myself why this is right. Consistency, the companionship, the two people living together, the not domestication, but that part of it. But the reality of this connection is if there's long distance, there's life things, it's, it's never gonna be that. There's just so many different variables, but it's beautiful the way it is, but I still want more. So everything your spirit needs is not the same thing that your, your, your physical person needs. Um, and what the spirit needs is not always consistently the same. You know, it fluctuates. And there may be times that that's what the spirit needs and there's times where the spirit does not need that. But you also got to understand that the spirit will call for what it needs when it needs it. And that might be why they're showing up. Your spirit is calling them when they need them around. And then when they don't, it's releasing them back to wherever they were. You know, so it's a number of ways to look at that. And that's just, that's one way to look at it. And sometimes they line up and sometimes they don't. And so maybe perhaps like what your spirit needs, I think what Mocha's saying is what your spirit needs is what you, you're drawing this person because of what your spirit needs. Uh. Like heavenly body. But your earthly body might want every day and this and that. And the shits might not connect. But your spirit is calling what it needs around right now. And so you either gotta like integrate the two or decide which one you're going to follow. 
and not be conflicted between the two. That's the main thing. It's like just in the process. Yeah. Or yeah. picking the process in this case. It's not even trusting. It's like what Mr. Miyagi said, yo, Daniel son, either karate do or karate <laughs> no do. Nigga, what do you say? Yo, a grape on the right side, a grape on the left side, a grape in the middle of the road, whoosh, just like grape. You know what I'm saying? You nigga, you do the karate or you don't do the karate. But if you karate so-so, yo, you fucked up every time. So you just got to pick, like, fuck it. I'm going <laughs> to go with this soul connection, and I'm going to work on what my heaven, like, what my earthly ego is calling for and, and, and work with that because I know that's just ego, and I know that's just materialistic, and I know that's just, like, what the world is telling me I need. Like, is it social media telling you you need somebody every day here? Is it, like, sure. American dominant culture? What is it that's giving you these ideas? And why are you following them? You know what I'm saying? Mm. Or is it that that's what you really need and you making up this whole shit about this etheric, like, spiritual connection? Because it's all go back to within, yo, and decide what you're going to take for yourself. Like this nigga did in second grade when he wasn't doing no fucking work. He made a decision. That's why I even told that story. Because even at that, at, at that moment, you can make a decision. We decide, yo. We decide. And once we decide, the universe reacts. But deciding and acting is not the same thing, though. The last DM type I have is the ex. So what do you do when your ex sends you one of those casual but not so motherfucking casual messages? Like, I haven't talked to you in a year five 2020's just been very unique in that so how so so what's the reason why why would the ex just and and let me give you some examples of how the messages go i've been looking at tickets to indianapolis indiana man they're high i haven't talked to you in a year oh okay um saw this picture and thought of you and it's a picture of, like something stupid nothing of relevance like a gift or whatever What's that? Reaching for what? A response, anything, energy, some level of openness. The reach out isn't loving or flirtatious. It's really, okay, that's cool. So there is no continuation. It kind of flows into what would have been my fifth person, and that's almost like the one-liner. Like, you reached out to me. You engaged me, then you flatlined the conversation. Because energy, it don't matter. It's not about you. Like, most of what people do is not about you or anybody else. It's about them trying to get what they need. You know what I'm saying? So it's like niggas that holler at women or people that talk to you and don't never call you. It's not, it's not about you or really about like satisfying some external like sexual need or like, no, it's about them feeling confident in their self and they finding that confidence through interacting with some external like thing. You know what I'm saying? She ain't about you. I'm really excited because I had a lot of aha moments during this whole damn episode. So if anybody is listening and you're frowning or you feel a type of way, don't feel a type of way. Celebrate, damn it, because now you know. So, shit, you ain't know before. Like, and, watch, and once you know, watch the different type of shit that start to attract to you. Because that's really what it be. It's like, that's why I said it's, it's a difference between like, and like acting and like believing and knowing. Like, we can walk through the actions and not really believe it in our heart, but like tentatively, like just tentatively, like do the things that we know we should. You know? I'm gonna just wake up and just do the meditation, a little yoga, and listen to 
I do burn some incense. Again, don't come for me. Like, you know how I wake up. You don't know. Like, I'm just saying, like, it's, it, it hit different. The same exact thing. One day when you wake up and you really believe, and you understand, like, and it becomes, because also, we got to start doing it before we believe it, right? Like, you got to start somewhere. Like, even the crackhead guy be like, fuck it, I'm not going to do crack today. I'm just not going to do it. Even though I want to, I'm not. No. They don't believe yet, yo. You know, I can't example. That's all you have? Yeah, before, because it's like, it'd be hard to start it. Like, so even before you believe, you do have to start. Or some, some of us believe first. Some of us get the message from God. They be like, oh, I believe you. Some of the realest shit you said to me, you were talking about before, um, earlier in the year when you were thinking about getting a car. And you were like, yeah, before I was kind of back and forth. I don't know, uncertain, uncertain. And then you said, now it's more like when I get a car or the type of car, like you're speaking specifics into existence. It's no longer just a, a maybe, you know, it's more direct. I've started being more intentional with that too, because that's what I was doing. Uh, somebody asked me, would you ever get married? And it's always like, well, I don't know. I don't believe in that. And I just, and uh. And so I'm getting a lot of half-ass energy, I think, because I'm not being definitive. Well, the more, I think the more specific, that's why our vision boards, that's why we make vision boards, because there's so many, it, it, it brings your thoughts and your vision to a very specific place. And the more specific we can get and the more intentional we can get about that specificity, is that Absolutely, hell yeah, it is. The more intentional we can get about that specificity, then like the quicker the universe and the more like intentional the universe can react to us. And then if it's like more than one person, like you know what I'm saying, with the same idea, all pointing their energy to the same spot, and then it's more than one person and more than one person and more than one, then you got fucking like generational change, you know what I'm saying? But it's like, it only take one though, you know? Like, all you gotta do is just get clear. And okay. as I'm talking to you, I'm talking to myself. Like, I'm like, re-realizing re this for myself again at this age, at this time, in this new phase. It's like, I think I realize it in every phase of fucking life. Yeah. Like, act on it and it just look different. You just gotta start. You can't be afraid to start. Oh, from the beginning of the episode to the end of the episode, I needed every word. I am thankful for the Ajanku brothers for coming on not just once but twice to share their insight, to share a little bit of their energy. And can I tell you, when I went into recording these episodes, I was vibrating pretty low and consistently. And by the end of the exchange, I was rocking at a level four really strong. And I've been able to maintain that coming into this week. So I hope you received from it just as much as I did. So I would like to give another special thank you to the Ajanku brothers. And I want to thank you. Thank you for riding with me. We are now 14 episodes in. And I could not be more thankful. And the best way you can show me love is by sharing the love. So if you are on social media, like us, share, follow, 
bookmark our posts. If you are listening to us on podcast platforms, give us your ratings, give comments, share feedback so that others can join in on the conversation. Keep all this good love to yourself. That's just rude. There's so much to go around and we all benefit from it. So I want y'all to stay locked in, continue to check in. Until next time, I love you. Yup, another one bites the dust. I feel good about that one. Because I needed it. This week, I needed it specifically for this week. I'm going to keep putting all this good energy out there. And I'm going to get married soon.